0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: And I'm your leader this for this meeting. Our meeting topic is recovery and relations with my children. I, I trust it'll be somebody else's children, but uh, that's the, t- the title of the topic. Uh, please join me in a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. Serenity prayer. God, grant me this serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Can I remind everyone that this is a taped meeting in the spirit of the 12th step. The tape recorder cannot be turned off. If you do not wish to be taped, we suggest that you choose another meeting at which to share or feel free to simply listen at this meeting. At this time, I want to say that uh, I, f- I met our speaker uh, on the 9th of January, 2000, at the, just after the close of a Nashville uh, International Conference, when he approached me about uh, the Corrections Committee. And uh, we have talked from time to time, and I have high regard uh, for him. So I want to introduce our speaker, William R. from Bellevue, Washington who will share his experience, strength, and hope for approximately 10 minutes on this topic of recovery and our children. Good morning.
2: I'm William. I'm a recovering sexaholic. There's something so um, affirming about this tradition in our Fellowship of introducing yourself and everyone says hi <laughs> back. Um, thanks to this program and God, I have been sober since uh, June twelfth, nineteen ninety-three. And um, can everybody hear me back there? It's on, but it's just a tape. I'll try and project my voice. I'm glad my wife isn't here to critique it. <laughs> We're both getting hard of hearing. <laughs> and she says, what did you say? And her voice, I'm saying, can you lower the volume just a bit? You know, so anyway, but this is about children, not about spouses. And when I got into the program in 93, my daughter was seven. I was going to bring a box of Kleenexes, but I forgot. Uh, and my son was three. My daughter's now 21, be 22 in April, and my son is 17 and will be 18 in April. So this topic, uh, is amazing. I thought one could build a whole conference around this. I mean, did you read how it says in the, uh, how much do my children need to know about my addiction? And how do I tell them? How difficult is it to share our stories with our children? Well, that one's easy. (laughs) When is it appropriate or inappropriate? How has our disease affected our children? How has recovery improved our relationships with our children? I mean, each one of these is just... A fantastically rich area for me to share my mistakes and my growth, and and the and the rich and the gifts that this program has brought to our family. Um, um, I remember my daughter. You know when it's. I guess the one of the most important things I can say. I'm thinking of some phrase in the. I think in the white book that says, you know, amends to the family begins with a sober life. <laughs> you know, the best way I can share my recovery with my family is to stay sober today. I mean, that's the starting point. Then there's all the issues around my recovery and I can be a dry drunk in the home and God only knows how many days out of my four years of sobriety I've been a dry drunk. In fact, the last week I've had a f- at, at least there's some hours in the day, if not. I mean, I just had a conversation with my daughter that, unfortunately, we haven't had a chance to process. She's 21, right? And it was about money, which is one of my uh, push buttons. And uh, we haven't had a chance to process it. And I approached it in a way that wasn't based in recovery. And um, uh, so... Um, but I think of my daughter uh, in my about my first year of recovery in the program. So she's seven, seven to eight. And we're having a table blessing. Huh. And she's asking God to bless the food. And she tacks on a kind of P.S. Thank you, God, for helping dad with his anger. Helping daddy with his anger. <laughs> you know, so. I I think you know um she didn't know anything about she 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 knew I I was going to some meetings and and she'd heard me mention sobriety enough in those early days that she uh would say uh have a good uh, you know it was what was it she'd say um stay sober daddy you know <laughs> and um Um, so, um, one of the things that I, I learned early on is, you know, I used to act out in secret and I tried my, my hardest not to act out around the family, but my first call for help to AA was when my daughter was three And I was acting out in the kitchen and I was at home alone with her and she walked in to the the room. And I panicked because I had never planned to share. I had nothing to share but the disease at that time. And uh, she has no memory of that experience, conscious memory. But it, it's, it, it's going to affect her the rest of her life. I mean, there's no way I can, everything I do today can make a difference. But my kids have both been deeply impacted by my sexaholism. And if I want to stay sober today, I just have to accept that fact. And come to Newark and stay sober another day and live another life today that that uh can model the grace of God at, at work in the family. Both my kids know I'm a, at a uh a, a convention for sexaholics anonymous. You know? Um, and um I think about my son, I got into SA hoping my I got in soon enough so my son wouldn't have to Suffer through this program. That was early on. <laughs> I thought, you know, save him from not just the program, really. I just wanted to save him from the disease, right? So my son, you you got to watch the time on me here because I get carried away with stories. But if I tell you one story, it's this one about my son, right? He's he's 17 going on 18 in April, and when he was 16, he uh, uh, he got into some pornography on the internet. And I was away on a trip outside the country and, and he got so overwhelmed by it in a, a week or two period that he came to his mom and, and said, I'm, you know, I'm out of control on the internet. So I came home and, you know, one of my, my wife's comment was, don't make him a sexaholic. <laughs> Shows how happy she is. I'm in the program now. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, and but there was a number of behaviors. So he knew I was in the program, you know, and that and I it was great because I said to him the other day, gosh, you know, I didn't get in the program until I was 45 because he's now in the program at 17. Well, uh, he said, well, you didn't have a dad who knew he was a sexaholic. <laughs> you know, so part of and and. So anyway, we we have a relationship because of how this program has given me a sense of how to be intimate with people. We have a relationship. We can talk about anything. He doesn't know half of my story yet. It would blow him out of the water. But he knows I'm a sexaholic and I masturbate to cope with life and then do other things. So the fun thing with him is it's like I'm a dad sponsor. He's got an SA sponsor as well. But I'm a, I'm a. Uh, there's nobody who can replace him as, as his dad. So, he, he, uh, he tells me, gosh, I, I said, you know, well, at school when I was in tenth grade, I masturbated in my dad's classroom, and another teacher came in and found me. He, he said, God, I hadn't even thought of that. But I was in woodworking last year, and I masturbated with one of the vibrating things there, and I said. Oh, I did that too. I did that at home, you know. I mean, we just get this conversation going. So I tell my wife, he, he, he's working at a place. He sees some pictures in a, a, a women pictures in the, in the uh, place at his work. He take, he takes our digital camera, goes takes the pictures, comes home, downloads them on the computer. I said to my wife, that's not normal. <laughs> That's sexaholic behavior. My son is more sure he's a sexaholic than I am. I think sometimes, and he's seventeen. And so, um, it's just an amazing gift to be able to. I mean, you know, now I'm grateful. I mean, he, when he's of age, he'll. I hope he'll join me at the, you know, at one of these conferences. So. Um, uh, um, one of the, one of the, uh, so let me look at these questions here. How has our disease affected our children? So, my daughter has, she has issues around, I mean, uh, around relating to guys. And, and we, we talk about, it. I've told her, look, I wasn't, uh, I, I was out there with other women before I met your mother. And we talk about, well, what's, I, I finally got to this place because I'm at a place now where I think uh, sexual intimacy in the, it is meant to be within a committed relationship of marriage, right like our sobriety definition is i didn 't enter the world with that view, <laughs> but that 's where i 'm at, so I talked to her about that and and that that 's a family value, and so that 's the way we live in our home, and how she chooses to do that outside of our home is is her choice. But I mean, we're able to talk. I mean, we didn't talk about sexuality in our my family of origin at all. You know, so we can, and my, oh yeah, so, let's see, I'm getting to the end of my um, time here. So, um, I think if, if in terms of improving my relationship with my children, it's if there's anything I could say is we have an intimate enough relationship that we can talk about the really nitty-gritty things they're experiencing in terms of of their lives as including their sexuality and uh, that's a tremendous gift and it's it's come from this program they know i'm in sa they they meet other sexaholics troop and in, in fact it's kind of hard to be anonymous in the house because if you come to the house and you're a friend of mine they assume <laughs> you're part of the program and that's that's a gift so thank you for letting me share
1: We'll now open the floor for sharing because our common welfare comes first. Here are the guidelines for sharing during the meeting. If you wish to speak, please wait to be recognized by me. No cross-talking, please. Please keep your sharing to two to three minutes, allowing everyone to share his or her experiences. And remember to stand close to the microphone and speak clearly. Because this meeting is being taped. Thank you very much. Come up, come up to the microphone, please.
3: Uh, Good morning. My name is Maurice C. from Beechwood, New Jersey and uh, it's great to be here at my first international conference um, i can honestly say that uh, i'm i'm learning quite a bit here i've been in the program SA now for about 10 years since 97 and uh this this really uh caught my eye when i saw this this meeting in here cuz my wife and i both uh, adopted a child from guatemala about uh, a little over 2 years ago and he's now uh going on 4 in april and, uh, you know, when I leave at night sometimes, when I go to my meetings, um, and he's up, I, you know, he always goes, Daddy, where you going? Daddy, where you going? And I approach my wife, you know, I had a, you know, I'm not going to the store. I don't want to lie. Uh, so I just, I've been saying, I'm going, Daddy's got to go to a meeting. That's what I say. I just, I have to go to a meeting. And sometimes now he goes, Daddy, you going to go to your meeting? That's how he says it when I'm leaving. And uh, so I, I, I have to pick the right time, my wife and I spoke about it, to discuss what these meetings are and, and everything. Um, I get along great. I have a good bond with my child now and everything. Um, I have three years, four months, and six days of sobriety right now. Um, so I, I get nervous because you know, uh, picking the right time to discuss these this situation. You now some people say, well, you, you you don't have to say anything, you know. But personally speaking, I think it's important that that I I open up and be be honest. Just like I'm going to be honest that later on we choose a time to say, you know, that we chose you as a chosen one too. To take into our family and to love and everything which we do. So, uh, it's great to be here and I'm looking forward to some good cheers as well as William just did. Thank you.
4: Uh, Good morning. I'm Mark. I'm a recovering sexaholic. Uh, I'm from London in England and uh, I've um, been in the program for five years. I'm sober uh, 15 and a half months. Uh, I've been married 32 years. I've got uh, three grown-up daughters and I've got three young grandchildren and um, I still remain in a state of confusion about uh, what to do uh, and how to make amends to my children um, in a way, my recovery started, um, long, long before I, um, came across Sexaholics Anonymous. Um, in 1992, I did a total disclosure to my wife. And, uh, at that time, my two eldest elder daughters were teenagers and, um, I told them about it as well. And, uh how I presented it to them was that uh, I was a victim of very bad child uh, sexual abuse at school by three school teachers and I kind of couched it in those terms but it did have a, a devastating effect on my middle daughter and she's become an overeater and she has a you know difficult relationships with men uh, my um, eldest daughter is... Uh, just started going to Al Anon because of problems in, uh, her marriage and, uh, so I do, I do look back over my life and, uh, I survey a really a certain amount of wreckage, you know, and, and I do feel deeply responsible for it and, uh, I'm, you know, my sponsors actually asked me, you know, to come here and to, to share my um, experience strength and hopes with other people so I would like to talk to anybody about it after the meeting if if there was uh, things to talk about which I'm sure there are and uh, meanwhile I um stay sober a day at a time and That has been a fantastic thing. My family has come together like it's never done before We spend a lot of time looking after the grandchildren, which is an incredible blessing and uh, i'm open and honest with my children but i haven't disclosed everything to them because the last time i did it it was a disaster so thank you for letting me share
5: Uh, hello, my name is Mark B from Pensacola. Been in a program, been in a program, uh, went in eight years ago. Uh, I used to be, I was real excited with the program. I used to wear a shirt, trusted, not busted, and I told, I have five children, three graduated from college, one in college, and one's will be a senior in high school, with my daughter next year, and I made, I, I see this more in the program now, and it it really, I guess it really should be spoken about more, is I revealed everything to my wife in the beginning, and it totally devastated her, too. I revealed it to my three older children, and and it didn't help them much either. Um, So, you know, caution, I've learned a lot of caution about what I say to people and how much I share with them. I think more, sharing more about my recovery is more important than sharing about what I did. Uh, now I, I had our two children, my last two children are still in the house. My son is in college and, uh, it's funny now because when my wife and daughter are watching the movie, my daughter say, dad, this is a bad part. You need to leave the room, which, you know, and we all laugh about it because and the funny thing about that is I told my three older children, but my two younger children two years ago after I got back into acting out and stuff my wife got mad and asked me to leave the house and she told the children that the last two that your dad loves pornography and that's why he's leaving you know out of anger and i don't blame her but that brought me to the point to where i came back into SA because it really brought home to what what i was doing and how i was i mean i gave i was willing to give up my wife family kids house everything i didn't care i just wanted what i wanted and the thing that's most important in my recovery now is a lot of times, even in recovery, I'll hear my, my wife and my son out there talking, and I want to isolate and be on my own, and I have to go out there, and I have to share their lives and listen to them, and that's, that's really hard for me. And that is the most important thing, just listening to them and sharing their lives, because before, when I was acting out, nobody else's life mattered to me. The only thing that mattered to me was my addiction. And it's very re- rewarding now to, to share and communicate with my family. And that's what I love, love the best about recovery is that intimacy that I can have with people now that I couldn't have before because I was the only person that mattered. Thank you. Thanks, Martin.
6: <laughs> Hello, I'm Tim, lost attic <laughs> And from Seaford, New York, um, I have 11 days. This is the 12th day of sobriety. Um, I'd like to say I, I've i been sober all year. Um, <laughs> 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 and God, I know I need humor to to, to help me deal with uh, this disease. Uh, it's not surprising that. My slip New Year's Eve um, was a setup for further acting out. Um, New Year's Eve party, and it was a combined family party, and um, and the the children's of, of the family were having friends over, so it was a fairly festive occasion. I have three children. I have a 26 a year old son, 25 year old daughter, and a 20 year old son. Um, my eldest son is um, almost two and a half years um, sober in AA. Um, he kind of set the tone for me. I'm only in uh, recovery for about 19 months. Um, and you talk about being able to have conversation. Uh, it, it's wonderful to be able to talk programs. Um, the the acting out that took place was um, you all know what it feels like after you've slipped and uh, uh, then you have an occasion to drink so um, I drank too much and uh, in a desperate attempt to bond with my youngest we slipped outside with my brother-in-law and me and uh, we got high and uh Stroke of midnight's approaching, and rather than seeking out my spouse and my children, uh, I'm seeking it out. I heard there was a bottle of Dom Perignon. Jeez, I'd never had Dom Perignon, and I was seeking that out. So, yeah, it was a just a glorious way to bring in the new year. My wife um, talked to me later the next day. She was kind enough to at least let me deal with my hangover. But at the end of the night, she said, we have to speak. And this may not be the time, but I have to tell you how concerned I am about what happened last night. And uh, thank God for the program. Because I felt the wall start to come up, And uh, but I just heard her out, and I said, you're right. This is probably not the best time, but let me tell you um, this. You're absolutely 100% right. Um, I was wrong. There's no justification. Um and I could just see her soften at that point. And she said, uh, interesting. I remember you telling me that the only time your father ever bonded with you was when he had had a few too many. And boy, the mirror just came there. And I saw how, how much of my attempt to associate, mostly with my sons, because my daughter and I have an incredible relationship. Um, But it is, it's so difficult to make that emotional connection with my, my sons. And, uh, what I'm seeing is that, you know, uh, I'm so happy to be here that, uh, I, I know there's a magic that's taking place, um, this weekend with, within me. And, uh, I'm just happy to be able to be here. Thank you.
7: Hi, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, Chris. Uh, I've been in SA for about 15 years. I've been sober since June. Uh, my wife and I are going to hopefully celebrate 20 years this year. We have uh, six children, um, four of them at home, uh, two are in heaven. Uh, I also have the crying disease, and I'm probably going to do that. Um, uh, our kids are... Five, seven nine and eleven and um they ask about the books i read and they, they ask about the meetings i go to and uh today i go to meetings to be a better daddy and my wife goes to meetings to be a better mommy and um i i need this topic i need a convention about this topic I feel very paralyzed and afraid in my role as a father and as a husband and I'm I'm a dependent person and um it, it's in my background I'm real glad that Brett Favre is here that's very reassuring <laughs> and um I uh but this talk this topic leaves me lost and I feel very confused Um, I have a a great sponsor, and we're working the steps, and we're we're reading the AA Big Book. And I feel um, great about that. Um, I feel a great level of guidance from my AA program, and my children know that I cannot drink alcohol. They understand alcohol. They understand that alcohol is in wine, but not in grape juice. They understand beer and they understand that Daddy cannot drink it. it. It just I can't, and I think we're gonna we're gonna build on that. Um, but they they have questions, and I, I feel uh, tremendous support at this weekend in my essay fellowship. Um, what I heard in the speakers thus far is: uh, be sober, um, be honest, and be prudent. Um, pick the right time. And um, my children, the nine-year-old is in third grade. He's having problems with relationships. What a shock. Uh, our 11-year-old had a lot of problems with relationships in, in third grade, nine, nine years old. And um, the answer is not to run away from relationships. And we're, we're praying now with our children that they would find best friends and that they would not sacrifice their standards. That they would they would meet someone at their level to be a friend, and that they would they would be healthy. Um, but I want to just thank the message that came through to me about being sober. Uh, it's incredibly important. I, I can't have anything in my life that I love dearly without my sobriety. Um, to be honest, um, absolutely. And but to to pick the right time, especially with our children. So thanks for letting
8: me share. Good morning, I'm John. I'm sexaholic. Hi, John. Not Brett Favre. <laughs> um, my kids uh are my, my two sons are in their thirties. And uh I've been in recovery programs for as long as they can remember. But I've been in in SA for since April of last year, and sober since April of last year in S.A. Um, and you know, they, they've always known I've been in recovery in 12-step programs, but, you know, we, I haven't discussed this with them. And so what I was hoping to come up from this meeting or from this conference was how to discuss this with them. Their mother, who was my wife, uh, uh, was probably also an addict, passed away two days ago. And uh, and we hadn't spoken much in the last 16 years Uh and so I'm gonna to have to be dealing with the boys a little bit more, I think and and trying to to phrase it in terms that you know just put the responsibility on me and not on her and everything else uh, but you know you mentioned you know your kids nine and thirteen having relationship problems. my kids thirty four and thirty five are having relationship problems <laughs> you know, i I think that just you know goes with the territory, you yeah, know so. That's part of my uh, what's going on, and then I've been married to my current wife now for 15, 16 years, and of course her three daughters know I'm in SA, (laughs) and then dealing with them, dealing with stepdaughters, grown grown stepchildren, who are aware I'm in SA, and uh, their their judgmentalism. Um, Anyway, I'm glad to be here and sober for today. Go Packers.
9: Hi, I'm Rich, I'm a sexaholic. And it's good to be here. Um, I, uh, uh, I have 22 months of, uh, of sobriety by the grace of God and, uh, it was, uh, 22 months, uh, a year ago last March that, uh, my daughter went to my lap, my PC instead of her laptop, I don't know why, and, um uh, I I left a Google trail that she found and I don't know why she looked but she did God just decided it was time after 53 years to tap me on the shoulder and say uh okay um I'm a sexaholic and uh, thank God I got that message um my daughter though got some messages um too and uh, I I I had a house where I grew up in a house actually where um, there was really not a lot of honesty or a lot of talk about anything like sex or oh heck no uh or uh, um, you know or 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 really truth and stuff like that exactly but it looked great it always looked great and uh things were always good you know and that's how my house has always been um, and so uh, uh it wasn't great anymore my 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 daughter uh uh, I was 23 at the time, and, and she was ready to move into her own apartment. She got out in a couple of weeks, thank God, and she's, uh, she's doing great. Um, my wife uh, told me I really, really needed to leave. Um, I, I was arrested in 86 for exhibitionism, and she decided at that point to like not talk to me for a couple of months and then stay. Um, but when my daughter was hurt um, and found out – I mean, I was really good at Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde um, – that that was it, and my my wife has her own income, and my wife just just said this is you know got get out, and uh, my sponsor said stay because I did get a sponsor right away, and I went to meetings right away, and all that sort of stuff. So, but um, I uh, I got out uh, a year ago, last August 15th. I've been out a little over a year, and I'm on my own, and this is good. I get to go to meetings. <laughs> You know, I I get to work a program and stay out late uh, at an after meeting and just keep talking and drinking decaf. I mean, <laughs> doesn't get better than that, um, really, for me. Um, but my wife and I don't talk, and my daughter and I haven't talked for eight months, because the last time I talked with her, I tried to fix it, and I tried to help, and I just said some way too many things, and, and she wasn't very receptive. And so uh, uh we haven't talked for about eight months, but about... Maybe a month ago, there was a miracle. Well, the first miracle was, certainly I'm still sir. second miracle was she sent me an email, and she said, I think I'm ready to talk to my daddy. It's cool. Um, so I sent her an email back, and I said, look, we we need some guidelines, because I learned something. And I said, you know, what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to be honest. Um, but I'm not going to talk about anything in my past, except if you want to talk about the good times. Um, but i 'll talk about what 's going on and i 'll talk about the future. she um, liked that, so emails have been okay, and then i'm here and uh, i'm involved and i'm doing some service here and uh, i've been coming up uh, not i'm just doing some service so service is a good thing and i've i've known that i 've been told that for a long time so um, last night I, I went to my room and I checked my voicemails and, and um, my daughter had left a message. She's on her way to her boyfriend. I found out there's there's, oh, there's Jordan. That's all I know, man. That's scary. And uh, so she sent me a voicemail and, uh, and it was uh, it was I love you, Daddy, and call. So uh, I've been talking to some people I know here today. <laughs> wow. Well, called my sponsor, left a message. But it's like I'm gonna do this. Wow. I gotta do this now. i um, crazy. And thank God some people have been talking to me and saying, you know, you don't have to do it right now. you got to get right with yourself and with God. And you caught got to call your daughter. Um, but I didn't know if I should come into this room with the one for fear. Because uh, uh, let me tell you, I'm scared shitless. Uh But, uh, you know, I guess when it's time, God says this is something that's time and it's an opportunity. And I have never in my life... Had support and friends and people and God uh, working working with me. So uh, first things first is uh, I got to figure that one out because you know I got a little workaholic going on with me too. So I, I got to take care of my daughter now, and I got to take care of my my commitments. And I I'll get some help with that, and I I think I'll be fine. But thanks for letting me share.
10: Hi, I'm John, and I am completely powerless over lust. Thank you. Thank you uh, thanks for all the previous shares. Uh, I've been in the program since the spring of 2006 and um, have been sober for seven months. Uh, thanks to God and this program. Um, what I'd like to share is, uh, you know, I've been acting out since I was a young boy, and um you know, 25 years of that, then to come to this program, uh, I have a wife who uh, found me out and now knows everything. Uh, I've shared that with her. And she is an amazing lady, an amazing wife, an amazing mother. Um, she has poured herself into the Essanon program uh, for herself and for the children. Um, what I'd like to share is a realization I had last week, and it's going to be real hard to do, so I'll try to... Keep it together here and that is um as a, as an addict i realize that i have uh um hurt a lot of people but somehow i thought that that did not trickle down to my children um and about a week ago i had a re- very stark reality of seeing a lot of my father's anger in me um and my children are young, four, three, and one. Um, and I saw some reactions from them to me and uh, that getting washed over that I am not the good father that I th- thought I was, um, at least in, in, in some, some significant ways. And uh, it gets back to the root of what has really brought me recovery, and that is humility and gratitude and surrendering. And uh, humility, I realize, is also keeping me from recovering with my children and being the father that I need to be. And what I mean by that is my wife and I have been separated for a year now, um, but there is a lot of hope of reconciliation. But I've learned that I put that in God's hands and trust that whatever his will is, I'll I'll do it. And um, that's the way it'll be. He'll take care of my kids and my wife. But I need to learn to give, and when I have my children with me, I realized I was getting angry, and the reason was because that's my time. That's They're interfering with my time, and I love them to death and want to be with them, but the last two days I've had them, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, when I had them with me, all I thought about was giving, just giving, and it was the best two days I've had with them since they've been born, because um, I didn't worry about me, I worried about just giving to them uh, without expecting anything in return. And uh, that is a blessing of the program. And the last thing I'd like to share is, for me, um, and uh, my priest shared this with me, I tried to go to confession after Christmas, and when I started surrendering things, he, was, he said, so far you haven't given me anything uh, that you need to confess. And he said, what I think you need to do is think of this. If your children brought you your Christmas present, you gave them back and said, here, I don't deserve it. What would you say? And I would say, well, it's a gift. And what I've realized is, you know, God is forgiven me. Um, and I need to learn to forgive myself because that is something I'm struggling with. But as I learn to do that and learn to just give and not take, um, I can already see that the change in my wife and my children. So thanks for letting me share. Hi
11: everybody. I'm Kelly, a sexaholic. And uh, I, uh, I, I, my first conference was five years ago at this, in, in this location in, uh, and I've been in AA for currently I'm I'm saying this because I I I think it's also one of the biggest obstacles. I've been sober in AA for 32 years and uh and so when I got married my current my kids are 19 and 16 and um I was going to be the uh the absolute all-time ever model, you know, there, no one would have had a better childhood than my kids and uh because of what a genius, you know, my background, et cetera, and so I gave them what I thought that, you know, whatever it was. The the, the fast forward story is that uh, is that I was having this double life from day one, and it never didn't, it never wasn't a double life, and um, and I would take them on vacations, and we would go everywhere, but but I was always not showing up, but thinking I was showing up. And, and, and all of a sudden five years ago this bomb goes off and, and I've had two years of sobriety twice and, uh, and it, the hardest thing for me was to say, to, to receive a, a one day chip uh, a week ago because of my status, you know. And, uh, I also realized and I hope to God that I realize daily that, uh, uh, that I can show up every day and have that, the humility of receiving a one day chip. Because my life is not about a one day chip. It's about beating everybody. And it's about, uh, winning. And it's about showing. And it's about displaying, but not telling. And, and, uh, m- you know, my kids are, and I feel like the biggest story in our house is the one that isn't, isn't told. No, nobody says anything. It, you know, the other speaker, everything's great. You know, look at my house. Why wouldn't it be great? Look what I drive. Why wouldn't it be great? But it doesn't feel great. And, uh, uh, and, and I can't imagine having a conversation today. I, I want to imagine it, but I can't uh, say to my son, who I know is into porn, um, I don't even know what to say to him because we, we're supposed to act like we don't do all this stuff, you know. So how can I, how can I know I, I how can I say to him, I know you're doing this. Because I've hidden it so well that they don't know what I'm doing, but all they know is I'm nuts. And that, and if I'm nuts enough, I, I get angry. And if that happens, they just leave. Just, just go. Go to a room and close the door and, uh, and keep the secret. And, uh, my daughter's 16. She's so gorgeous that I, I, I can't even stand it. And, uh, and, and I can tell, you know, you know, the, and, and, you know, the same thing with her that, uh, the relationship is such that I, I don't know how, um, uh, that, that gets approached because they've had this perfect dad that's given them everything. And, uh, and I, and I really have to surrender that and give that, that persona up. And, and the, and the thing is I can't imagine, I can't imagine step one because I've, I'm so entrenched in that role of, uh, of, of, um, provider perfection, whatever. And, 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 and just like uh anything else i have to uh i have to be be humble and, and to uh find a way to give because uh that's that's where i've come after all this time that uh uh i just want to share that uh, thanks
12: hi i'm a uh, Bill, I'm a sexaholic, and uh, I am powerless over lust and fear, um, and fear of speaking. I've been coming to meetings for three years. This is my second uh, conference, um, but this is the first time I've gotten up to speak. So I think part of this is I just need to get up to speak, and I have a lot to be thankful for in my family. I have a lot of fear um, in my family as it is today, and I think. I'm separated and I hear a lot of different dynamics and families from what appear to me and I just always want to rate myself against what appears to be a great situation and, and, and as if folks that are sharing got from A to B overnight and, and that's, you know, again, just fix it for me, right? Um, my uh, daughter is 11, my son is 14 and there there isn't a lot of there's no conversation that goes on about sexaholism in the house that i now live down the street from at night but but the 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 gratitude that i need to be reminded of is that i am still part of the family and we do things as a family i have no tv in my apartment i don't need a tv in my apartment that's probably the one smartest thing i did like like a uh uh, I call a typical guy of my stature of my like the day I moved out I went out and bought a 42 inch flat screen TV a year ago and then said why do I need a TV any more than I need a computer in my apartment um, and there's been issues there as well um, laptops but so the TV I went and put in the house as the beginnings of a surround sound system my wife comes home after I had moved out you know she'd been asking me to move out for a couple months and and it, right there expectation what was I expecting? She comes back knowing I was going to be moving out. She comes in. Of course, it's like the, uh, it's like the car in the front yard, the stereotype on the rims and, you know, the old TV on top of the console with this thing on top. Well, what did I expect her reaction to be? She says, Are you out of your mind? Do you not get what's going on here? No, quite honestly, I don't. Um, and I didn't. Um, but I'm still involved in this dysfunction, some of which I've caused, some of which I, most of which I need to be willing to let, you know, know, that God does forgive me, and, and someone said something, um, just a few minutes ago, I think, about God, higher power, allowing himself to see that his higher power does, does forgive him, um, that's so important, and I need to, I need to see that, because it's, it's, it's evident in, well, the fact I'm here, the fact that, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas were, for the most part, done with families and somewhat extended families, and I was in the house. I mean, I mean that, that's that's a gift. That's a gift of God, um, and um, the fear and the walls that come up. Someone described that when they said that. I felt the walls coming up, but then uh, I've been experiencing that too. But I'm seeing the walls and I'm seeing the tops of the walls. Sometimes I, I just the walls are there, and that's the way I live my life. But now, every once in a while, I can see the tops of the walls and can take a breath and not have to finish the conversation with my wife walk away not having to win it and then the next day she says something that is just so kind of disarming that she's suffering too and i can take her inventory and just pray that that uh, all i want but i just need to pray that she gets what she needs and maybe she'll get into s maybe she won't um but sobriety is the key and the program is the key and um I know that, and I'm and and I'm and I'm seeing the light between the trees every so often. Um, And after uh, 30 plus years of seeing no light, but not knowing I didn't see light because the light wasn't there, how can you see what you know is what you can't see? Um, It's just a great it's a great blessing to be able to 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 have the program and to have my higher power. Uh, Thanks.
13: Oh I am not a speaker, that is for sure. But this with kids, oh man. Um where do I start? Uh, uh, when I first acted out I spent a lot of money <laughs> on a credit card, thinking that I could get away with it, which never happened. And now that uh I am in this uh, program with meetings. Um, like somebody said, uh, oh, I go to meetings on Saturday. They don't know. I mean, they do know, but it's never discussed in our house where it's, where I'm going or why I'm going. Um, it's it's never talked about. Only in, when uh, it's talked about in anger when everybody's angry especially when my wife gets angry at me, she brings up all the, the past stuff that I did, which uh, I heard her very well, what I did. But she, <laughs> I know you're supposed to be hearing about your kids, but my kids don't know what I went through, how I got into this essay or sexaholic or whatever. They don't, they don't know why. They know I do go to meetings. It's never discussed in the house at all. Um, my son, my oldest son, was into marijuana a lot. He was addicted really bad. We let it go through the house. He got in trouble uh, with cocaine and um, that was that. He went through court and all that. But he was... He was going to meetings. Uh, he was sober for over thirty days. He he celebrated his thirtieth uh, thing. We supported him very much. But my son is my son, and he is very um angry at me, at my wife. And my there my oldest son is uh twenty four, I think, or somewhere around there. He still lives at home. Well, <laughs> that's a long story, too. He's out of the house now. But he fell off the wagon, if you want to say. He got on to smoking his pot again and drinking. He's got two problems. So, um, of course, it affects the whole house. Me, myself, the way I am, I have bipolar Um, that, uh, my mood swings right now are so high that it affects the whole family and especially my 16 year old, he's in between and, uh, Christmas was a disaster again this year. Um, me and my wife are arguing right now. It's very, um, it's not good. Uh, my son, uh has a good job again, and he doesn't want to pay his rent. He wants to just give us half of it at one time, half next. It's not working. Uh, It's very hard at home because with the state I'm in, I yell a lot. They don't want to hear it anymore. That's just the way it is. (laughs) And uh, I got into SA a while ago. And now that I've been in it for so long, I made, uh, six months sobriety. Um, I'm going to try to make a year, which will be in February, which is, um, not really difficult because I can't act out the way I did, but I, um, have a, the job I'm at now is, I'm in a building and there's a lot of women and so, 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 and I guess I do have lusting. <laughs> so, um that's, not, it's just hard with the kids. They don't, they don't know what's going on. They have semi-know, they know I go to meetings, blah, 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 it's never talked. Uh, blowing up in my house when I was younger, sex was never talked about, found out everything out through the street. So, that's the way it was. My brother, he was very bad and all that. So I'm not talking about him, but he comes up in my life a lot. And think of him, what he did, and that's that. Thank you very much for letting me share.
1: I'm a recovering holic named Jim. And I have uh, three children, uh, two living, and... Uh, our middle child died uh, 24 years ago when she was 22 of a rare genetic disease. Our uh, other daughter uh, is 48. Uh, our son is 41. Uh, they are both married, and each has a son and uh I've been very fortunate that, uh, my children never abandoned me. I've also been very fortunate that my wife never abandoned me. And my wife is here. She's very active in, uh, Essanon. And we go to a lot of, uh, the uh, international conventions. Interestingly enough, in recovery, our daughter said to me something that uh, has stuck with me. She said, Dad, you're telling me things that you should have told me 30 years ago. My word to everyone here in this room is don't wait. Tomorrow may be too late. I'd like to thank uh, William R. and all of you as participants for sharing your experience, strength, and hope. Remember this is an anonymous program. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. The stories you hear are told in confidence and should not be repeated outside. Please keep any names, addresses, or phone numbers you learn about in S.A. to yourself. And what we say here, let it stay here. After a moment of silence for the sick and suffering inside and outside these rooms, let us close with third step prayer. Third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou will. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help, of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. So, work it, you're worth it, and if you don't, one day at a time, tomorrow is too late. Right. you sit the I can sit up to the I to the
13: right place. the I the I the
7: the and
13: the same as the bill
5: and
12: Somerset. Somerset. are like to i
9: it's goes just yeah
1: of the and
10: know the like I yeah it's the
0: I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.